0: All right, welcome everybody back to the You Might Be Right podcast episode number two with your boys, Kevin Lapka, myself, and Chris Nano, the man on the other side
1: of the Skype line here. Chris, how we doing, my man? Doing good, doing good. Um, you know, we've had some, hasn't been too much sports uh, news dropping recently, but there's been a little bit to talk about. So uh, we'll, we'll definitely dive into that right now.
0: The beauty of this podcast is we make conversation and we will will turn, uh, you know, nothing into something here. And that's what we've had been doing for the past few months during this uh, no sports world. But you you mentioned there's some things to talk about. We'll start with NFL. Uh, There's the deadline for franchise extensions was this past Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And we saw some moves be made. We started with the biggest one. I would say the biggest one is Derrick Henry getting that. Big time extension with the Titans. I think four years... $50 $50 million, something somewhere around yeah. $50 million, somewhere in that range. Now, the reason, you know, this isn't just an extension, but it, it kind of start. I, w- I would say, rekindled a bit of a conversation about, you know, anytime time a running back gets paid, I think you tweeted You said Twitter, you know, goes crazy about it. And, and there's all this about the narrative of, well, you know, do you pay a running back because of their longevity in the National Football League because of, you know, the type of position it is they're getting battered and you, you don't see sustained success from running backs over long periods of time so people always are quick to question these types of extensions now Derek Henry uh may be different because this dude is just a freak of nature he's a brute force he's been a little bit injured in his past but you could argue that he was the sole reason the tight not the sole reason but the biggest factor as to why the Titans made that AFC championship game Chris do you think there's any chance that Derek Henry could be in the midst of changing that narrative about running backs and future long-timer extensions
1: I mean, I – look, I may be the wrong person to ask just because I'm a person who feels very strongly about this topic. Like, I, I just – look, there has to be a line you, you draw. I mean, I get it. The, the the position is not as valuable as it used to be. I think we all agree on that. But, I mean, like, I saw people saying uh, when Christian McCaffrey got paid that he didn't deserve that type of money and that the Panthers – I mean, if, you're, if you say that he doesn't deserve that money, then you, you're pretty much implying that they should let him walk. And like Christian McCaffrey is not a player you let walk. And I think Derrick Henry's also in that tier. Um, So here's my thing with that argument uh, or that narrative. It's like, I do agree to a certain extent that the position is not as valuable as it used to be. I don't think anyone can really deny that. It's just like, there has to be a line you draw. I mean, you can't just let every single running back just walk because, um, just strictly because they're a running back. I think that's pretty silly. Um, And yeah, so I think, look, I think uh, Derrick Henry's deal was like 12 and a half mil per year or something like that. And only like, I think half of the 50 mil is is guaranteed. Like, I think it was only like 25 point something that was guaranteed. So it's like, dude, that that's a great deal by the Titans. I think um, I think Derrick Henry will 100 percent change that narrative. But I don't even think um, I think the narrative is overblown in just in general.
0: What I think is important to talk about with that narrative is the fact that you mentioned the two players, Christian McCaffrey, Derek Henry, pretty much the most recent players who have received deals like this and kind of sparked that conversation. Those two players are the epicenters of that offense. You know, everyone says this is a quarterback league and on most teams, the quarterback is, you know, the structure of that offense. That quarterback runs everything. You look at the Tennessee Titans and you look at the Panthers in recent years, will that change with Teddy Bridgewater? Maybe, but I think we all can kind of agree that Christian McCaffrey is the epicenter, and he runs that offense. And then you look at the Titans and you say, what is that offense without Derrick Henry? I I don't know if I have a clear answer to whether that's a top 10 offense without Derrick Henry, but he... You know, he he runs that offense. They run that offense through him. Their whole scheme, their whole offensive playbook, their whole success has stemmed off of Derrick Henry. So I think you look at you look at a team like the Chiefs, right? Are the Chiefs ever going to extend a long running back for a long term? No, because they're they're in a type of system where it's a plug and play type system. You could throw whether it's Spencer Ware, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, uh, Damian Williams, you know, all those guys are kind of in that same tier. They're not you know, superstar running backs, but they're productive enough in an offense like that. So I think that's yeah. where the conversation, you know, trends is, you know, what role do they play in the offense? Yeah, yeah.
1: and and that's the thing. I mean, look, I, I get the whole thing. Like, when it comes to guys like, for for example, I've seen, um, I'm just using him as an example because I know he's been pretty vocal about it, but Leonard Fournette, like, I hear him talking about um, how he wants his contract, how he wants a new contract, right. this and that, and that's a guy where if you said, like, OK, I mean, if I'm the Jaguars, I'm probably not paying Leonard Fournette because he's replaceable and there's no point in, you know, putting that much money into a running back. I would kind of understand. But I mean, OK, maybe that's not the best example because of where they drafted him, because it's kind of like they're right. almost forced to kind of, you know, re-sign him or else they look pretty stupid. But, um, yeah, like you, you get my point. It's kind of like I, I get it with with um, with, you know, guys like, uh, you know, uh, Zeke, uh, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, you know, these are the elite guys. Um, but when you're talking about, you know, Leonard Fournette, um, Tariq Cohen is a guy who's, who's, you know, gonna, his time is coming soon. Um, Joe Mixon, you know, these types of guys, like it, I get it, but you know, my point is you got to draw a line somewhere that, that that's, that's the thing.
0: Gotta draw the line. And you mentioned that contract that McCaffrey got. So McCaffrey got a uh, four-year extension reportedly worth $64 million. I would say right now, everyone would say right now, he's the best running back in the league. Now compare that number to the best quarterback in the league and what he just made, 10 years, $500 million. It's just, I mean, it is good perspective to show, like, yeah. you look at it in that sense, you're like, wow, like the value. I mean, just look at the value there. I mean, obviously the quarterback plays a larger role, but when, you, when I just said, I mean, Christian McCaffrey runs that offense. Christian McCaffrey is the Carolina Panthers' offense, and he's getting paid that type of money. You know, it, it, it is it is good perspective to see, you know, maybe where these running backs are coming from. But again, it, it's a different conversation when you're talking about a player with a talent caliber as Christian McCaffrey for you that 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 conversation changes for those who are not in that upper tier that you mentioned those five guys really are the ones that are driving that conversation because everyone else is arguably quote replaceable so it's an interesting conversation I mean it really is because you had Adrian Peterson come out and say what he said a few weeks ago about how the fact that oh me and Frank Gore changing the game and the fact that you know we should be valued as much as quarterbacks because we've been in the league for 14 plus years putting up numbers you know personally. I don't agree with that statement whatsoever because, yeah, I mean, you've been in the league for 14 years and you were elite for probably half of those years. But in your past five years, you haven't shown anything worth earning quarterback money. So it's I mean, and it's not his fault. It's hard when you're running back in the NFL and that's just the way it is. But to say to say that they're worth quarterback value, I I think that's a little bit crazy When, when you're talking about a guy like him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and I think this kind of like what you just brought up kind of plays into the whole um, argument about how like the NFL has just changed so much, um, you know, like running backs are just it's like everything we just talked about. is just it's mind boggling boggling to me. Like, you you know, a guy like Christian McCaffrey 10 years ago, like, you know, people are talking about him as the best player in the NFL. And now, you know, the, there's a conversation about if, you know, he even deserved that type of money, if he even deserved to, to get brought back, you know. Um, so I think it's just it's crazy how like how much things have changed um, and kind of like how the league is going now. It's almost like running backs are kind of being phased out. And, and like you said, it's just the way it's just the way it is. Like there's not there's not much anyone can do. It's not like, you know, owners are just like, you know what? We're just going to get rid of the running back position. It's just kind of like how it's been playing out. So it's it's crazy. It's crazy to, to see how the league has evolved so much.
0: I mean if you asked this question in the 1990s would you rather have a superstar running back like Walter Payton or Barry Sanders or would you rather have a superstar quarterback at that time I think the answers are probably a lot you know more equal than they are now I mean yeah. right now you the the simple answer is I'd rather have a star quarterback but back then I think yeah. back then there's people who would say, you know, I, I would want to have a Barry Sanders, Walter Payton over a Joe Montana, you know, you know, that kind of conversation. So yeah. it is, it is telling about the way the league is trending and it's not, it's no secret that this is a passing league and that's what we hear. It's a passing yeah. league and and running back serve value. Obviously we, we know as Bears fans, they serve value and you know what can happen to your offense if you don't get the running game going, but it's, uh it's just, there, there's so much else that can play into that. We've seen You know, not very talented running backs have great success in offenses because of the players around them, because of great blocking, because of the scheme. So, it's uh it's it, it's it, the conversation has been revitalized and you know maybe maybe it's in the midst of being changed and maybe Derek Henry and Christian McCaffrey are going to lead that but uh let's turn conversation here to the Madden ratings and I hear a lot of people say well they're just Madden ratings why does anybody care but it, you had to you, you essentially think about it as you know we would discuss an NBC sports ranking about these players that's essentially what it is it's essentially uh, a media website you know ranking their players so uh, you know, we'll, we'll go off the bat here. These are the top five. Well, the first, the four, the three, nine, there's only 399 overalls this year. Patrick Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey, Aaron down. there's four. And Stephon Gilmore. Now, now, Chris, I was a little bit shocked to see Stephon Gilmore as a 99 overall cornerback. Our guy, Kyle Fuller, not in the top 10. Uh, Pretty interesting cornerback rankings there. But I don't think there's been a 99 overall cornerback in Madden for a long time. And w- was Stephon Gilmore good enough last year to really prove himself as one of the top players in the game, not just at his position.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have no problem with him being 99. I, I think um, he's been the best corner in the league for, I'd say three years now, um, maybe two and a half. He, he's, he's one DP, DPOI. Um, I, I don't remember. I pretty sure just once um you know yeah. i'm pretty sure he's been like first team all pro uh the last couple of years and uh you know the only game that i can remember uh stefan gilmore where he wasn't good was that game against Devonte parker when they were playing dolphins and Devonte parker absolutely tore him apart but that's what um, everybody's bringing up right now they're saying yeah. Devonte parker should be in 100 <laughs> yeah but see but that's the thing you see what i mean like like that kind of proves how good he is because the, the fact that people are just clinging onto that one game, like that's really all people can talk about. He didn't have a good game, but look, he's been shut down for so long. Stephon Gilmore is a phenomenal cornerback, best cornerback in the league. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, would I put him at 99? Probably not. I would put him at like 97-ish, yeah. um, but I don't like, it's not, to me, it's not worth getting mad over. Like I have no problem with him being there.
0: Okay, I, I'm, yeah, I'm in that same boat. I mean, it's it, it could go either way. Let's uh let's go to the quarterback spot because there's been a little, I mean, I, I think they did an okay job with the quarterback rings. I'll rate them off for you. Patrick Mahomes at 99 overall. Big shock there. Russell Wilson, the second-rated quarterback at 97. Third, Lamar Jackson at 94. Fourth, Drew Brees at 93. Fifth, Tom Brady at 90, which I am in uh, complete disagreement with. Sixth, Aaron Rodgers out of the 90s at 89. Seventh, Matt Ryan at 87. Deshaun Watson at eighth with an 86 Carson Wentz at ninth with an 84 and Dak Prescott all at 10th with an 84 as well. Uh, Chris, I mean, what, what jumps out to you about those rankings that you don't
1: like? So, uh, I'm in a group chat on Twitter with a couple of football guys that I talked to. And, um, first thing when they, they posted that, they shared like that post, um, of the quarterbacks. And the first thing I said was, uh, Carson Wentz and Dak both being, uh, at 84 is a joke. Uh, I think they should be, um, maybe, I think Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson should have the same rating, and then a Dak period. maybe maybe just slightly above, but I think higher than an 84 because I I think 84 is like, I mean 84 is like the tier that I would put like Jimmy G in like 82 to like you mm-hmm. know so and and I think they're a little bit above that so um I, I'm yeah I think that's ridiculous I also don't I think the For me, I would have switched Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady's overalls. Um, I mean, not that big of a deal. Like, it's not – I'm not going to sit here and get angry over that. But it's like – I just think Aaron Rodgers has a little bit left in the tank. I think he's proved that he has a little bit left in the – he has a little bit more left in the tank than Brady does. Um, But, but, you know, on the other hand, it's kind of like I wonder if they're including the the team around them in this because it's like – Brady could very well have a better year than Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, yeah, I, it just, I, I get the ratings. I, I don't think it's awful. I just, just those three things.
0: I, I mean, yeah, I think you're right about the fact that the team around them has an effect on the rating. Because, yeah. uh, like, like it, you look at the stats last year. I, I, I'm I a Mitch Trubisky guy, right? right? I'll admit, I'm a Mitch Trubisky guy. Mitch Trubisky's stats in the latter half of the season were better than Tom Brady's were. I mean, it, it, that yeah. that how many times did you see that graphic? I mean, that was the only thing that Bears fans had to cling on to was the fact that Mitch Trubisky was putting up better stats than stats than Tom. And you know, I I'm I'm on the full boat that Tom Brady's washed. That's why I think he's the Buccaneers are gonna go nine and seven this year. I think they're gonna underperform because. Tom Brady hasn't shown I mean you could argue about the fact that he had no weapons last year and whatever but I mean the fact that he's even playing at this age is incredible but you have to get to the point where you know I know they say oh he's never going to stop you have to get to the point where he he's been on the decline that's that's not a question he's been on the decline and I think he's at the point where he, he's close to hitting the bottom here of his career and I just, I mean, again, like you mentioned, like whatever, like nine overall, it is what it is. But I I would honestly, if I had to rate him, I'd put him at like an 82 or an 83. I mean, I really just wow, don't think, really? I, I mean, yes. I mean, what has he done? What did he do last year to prove to me he should be higher than that? I mean, I really don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, to, you know what I think it is too? Like, I think no matter how, how much he declines, like, like I think Tom Brady will always just have like a little bit of a boost sure. just because he's Tom Brady. Like like me, like just thinking about seeing Tom Brady as like an eighty two is like just ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like just thinking about that. But 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 like you're right though, like it should be fair like that, but I think it just will never <laughs> be when it's a guy like Tom Brady.
0: I th- see, but it's weird you say that. You say you could never envision that. For me, like, I'm at the point where I can see it this way. Let me ask you this. I mean, who, at this very moment right now, who would you rather have on your team, Tom Brady or Cam Newton? I mean, I like, I don't, I would honestly say Cam Newton. I mean, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. In, yeah. like even excluding the fact that, like, oh, future years, you know, excluding the fact that they'd be on the team for yeah. three years and he's a younger player. Just, like, straight up talent at the moment. Yeah. Like, am I crazy to
1: say no. that? Am no. I? No, not at all. Like to be honest, when you put it when you put it that way, like that does make sense. But here's the thing though, like I just can't like fully blame it on Brady. Like I just can't fully sure. blame last year on Brady because, dude, like he was working with some guys that, I mean, <laughs> let's be real, like it, it's it's it'll be hard for any quarterback. Um, and then like another thing is like he's on the bucket, dude. You have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, like literally just throw the ball up. <laughs> Just, just chunk it up. <laughs> like, you know Rock. what I mean? Like, that's why, like, I just – I do definitely think he's washed and he's on the decline. That part is all true. Um, but, like, just, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he had, like, one more year left in the tank, you know, just one last hoorah and then calls it quits. So, like, I, I, get, I get where you're coming from. I think 82 is, like, just slightly too low just because, you know, this is – last year was the first year where, like, you look at Brady and I think you can, like – with full confidence, say, like, all right, this guy is for sure washed.
0: So. Yeah, full com- I mean, yeah, full confidence is, is I, I, would, I would say so. Let's uh, let's move on to running packs because there was a lot of conversation here. Zeke Elliott thinks he's getting disrespected with a 92 overall rating. He came out today and tweeted, man, I've been putting up numbers for years, put some respect in all caps on my name. Uh, Derek Henry is at a 93, obviously Christian McCaffrey at 99, Nick Chubb at 92 at the fourth highest, Dalvin Cook at 91, point below that, Saquon also at 91, Aaron Jones gets up there with a 90, Joe Mixon at an 89, and then the shocker for me is Alvin Kamara at 88, tied with Josh Jacobs at 88, who is four above Melvin Gordon at 84. And Now, the reason I say that is the fact that, I mean, I tweeted this, it's criminal. I think it's criminal the fact that Alvin Kamara and Josh Jacobs are the same rating because alvin kamara to me is arguably as a player one of the most valuable skill position players a uh, skill offensive position players in the whole entire league based off what he can yeah. do not just as a running back but as a pass catcher as well josh jacobs coming off his rookie season which was uh, a great season obviously but to put him at that same level in alvin as alvin kamara to me is uh i'm a little bit shaky on that one
1: yeah so look remember how I talked about how Tariq Cohen is is like that gadget type player just because he can do so many different things. Right. In my in my opinion, Alvin Kamara is that, but with the actual running back, like, you know, just the, the elite running back ability. <laughs> and, like, he's just mm-hmm. – I, I, I get it. He had a down year last year. Anybody writing this guy off is wrong and absolutely crazy. Like, it's crazy. This dude, I'm telling you, man, I – look. I will admit this cold take I had last year and I'm, I'm willing to change it just because of how good of a year Christian McCaffrey had. But I said, I was, you know, just full on, like saying that uh, Alvin Kamara is a lot better than Christian McCaffrey Mm -hmm. heading into last year. And then, you know, Kamara had that down year. McCaffrey had already the best year as a running back um, last year. So, you know, it's just one of those things where, where a guy has a down year and people are going to, you know, write him off. But this dude, you don't want to write off Alvin Kamara. Trust me, you don't want to do that. Not a good idea.
0: <laughs> Not a good idea. I would agree. And it's yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, like, man. And then Joe Mixon ahead of him. Like, yeah, Joe Mixon's talented. And I, I had Joe Mixon to my fantasy team last year. He actually really screwed me over because that Bengals offense was atrocious. Uh, and I, I, don't, I think he was injured a few games or whatever. But Joe Mixon above Alvin Kamara, like, uh, I mean, what is the Joe Mixon hype about? I mean, golly, I mean, I mean that that man has been hyped up the past hyped up the past few years, and he hasn't he hasn't necessarily lived up to it. And I think people are clinging on to that hype because they see what his ceiling can be. He just hasn't reached that yet.
1: I I agree. I agree with that. Um, but look, I'm a huge uh, Joe Mixon fan. I I, I I think it's. De- I think you're 100% right. I think it's definitely not what he's shown. It's. It's. I think people know what he can be, and uh, and and I'm also in that boat as well. Like I think, to me, Joe Mixon isn't better than Alvin Kamara, but I don't think it's crazy, man. I really don't personally. Really? Yeah. I. I like. I. You know, moving forward, if Joe Mixon for the next three years had better numbers than Alvin Kamara, I don't think it would shock me. Like, wow. Yeah, I don't think it would, man. Like now that they have a quarterback, you know, they just fix that offensive line a little bit. They have the weapons, you know, the run helps the pass. The pass helps the run, man. I, I just think uh, I think Mixon's I think that breakout year is coming. It's coming soon.
0: It's I mean, yeah, I mean, we go back to this conversation we had in our last episode about players and what people make of them based on the offense that they're a part of. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I mean, that, that's a great case in album for Alvin Kamara to say, you know what, like he's on the, one of the best offenses in the NFL with a fantastic quarterback and a great supporting cast and an uh, unbelievable offensive line. And that plays a lot into the reason why he's been so successful. And then you look at uh, uh, Joe Mixon and you see the absolute contrary, no quarterback, no offensive line, limited weapons with aj green out and all that so uh well, I, I, th- I
1: just want to say really quick the fact that alvin, like we can't penalize alvin kamara for being on a good team like no that, that, no you can't yeah no no like i just you're i'm not saying you said that but i just want to like clarify that because i know people will be like what do you like so like are you gonna that means we're penalizing kamara for being on a good team it's like that's not what i'm saying it's just like you just got to put it into perspective that's all
0: yeah Got to put it into perspective. Let's go to our final conversation here about the Madden ratings. Uh, This one, I think, has actually generated the most uproar among the NFL community. It's the safeties, the safeties. So, uh, (laughs) I mean, this one is mind boggling to me. Number one, Harrison Smith. I I I I I don't know. I don't I don't have answers for you, and that's not it's not because I'm a Bears fan. I'm being biased towards the Vikings. I just I mean, if you watched last year, there are plenty of players better than Harrison Smith, including number two Tyron Matthew, uh, who's at a 93. Harrison Smith, by the way, was at a 95. So number two Tyron Matthew at 93. And then number three Jamal Adams, who I think is the best safety in the in the National Football League at 92. Number four Devin McCourty 92. I'm fine with that. Number five Kevin Byard. 91 I don't I don't see huge issues with that really number six Justin Simmons at 90 number seven Derwin James at 89 which I I don't you know ridiculous Ridiculous. he didn't play last year he didn't play the fact that our guy Eddie Jackson is below a guy who didn't play in 2019 at 89 is I think disrespectful Uh, oh you're saying
1: you're saying Derwin James too low or too high
0: I think too high really see I mean uh, yeah
1: okay so why do you think he's too low
0: he didn't play last year. He didn't play a snap last year. It's,
1: it's not – okay, he, here's here's how I'm looking at it. Like, I don't think the rating is too low. I just think the guys above him is disrespectful. Like, if okay. those guys are, are that overall, then I think he should be higher. But I don't – know. like, in my opinion, he should be like a 91, 90-91. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I think it's just like – dude, I mean, Justin Simmons is is good. He is not better than Derwin James. Like, yeah, he's just uh, not. He's not. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and like, uh, keep going, man. My bad, I, I didn't mean to. No, off. no, I mean no, that's that's
0: fair because like I I don't like I, how do you evaluate that though? Cause that that's a tough spot where you know yeah. you don't play. Yeah. I mean, he played his rookie year, and that's where it's like it's weird because like I'm so susceptible to not you know jumping on guys so quickly after their rookie year because we see it a lot. And like I, I would just like from an analyst standpoint, like I would love to see a guy prove it for a few years for me to actually officially call him a top five player in the league that's why you know eddie jackson has been doing this consistently after his rookie season i I wasn't saying he was a top five safety in the league but he's done what he's been able to do consistently so that's why i have i I think he's a top three safety in the league derwin james like the talent is there and that was evident in 2018 uh during his rookie season when he won defensive player i think he won defensive player of the year or defensive rookie of the year can't remember exactly yeah but I mean, I don't know. I, you do make a good point. We talk about the players above him because I think Justin Simmons is just maybe a little bit too high. Kevin Bayard, a uh, great role player for the Titans, a great player, one, probably the best player on their defense. But you know, I, I don't know exactly about that 91. But let, let's just move on. Number nine, Micah Hyde. I mean, what are we talking yeah, about here? No, what are we no, talking no, about No, 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 no.
1: That, and that then, Okay, dude. Like that is that's kind of where you draw the line. Like the other guys, okay. Justin Simmons, great player. Micah Hyde is a good player. He is not top 10 at his position good. And that's just, that's the bottom line, man. Like, there's no way. There's no way Micah Hyde should be that high. Absolutely. No, no, yeah, no way.
0: Uh, He's 88 for perspective. And then right below him at number 10 is Earl Thomas, who should be above Micah Hyde. But the, the most ridiculous thing about this list, did you notice who's not on it? Yep. Eddie Jackson. No, Eddie Jackson's on it. He is. He's at. sorry, did I miss his name? He's at 8. He's at 8. He's at Okay, He's I think I might
1: have missed it then. I see Do You him. know who
0: else is on it? Hold on, let, let me think. think of Fitzpatrick. Oh, Tell me how Micah oh, Fitzpatrick. Oh man.
1: I mean, I mean my god, you know what I'm talking about? I mean, Dude. I think Well, I, oh, well, I mean, you could make a case for Anthony Harris. Like I think sure. Anthony Harris better than Micah Hyde. I mean, sure, Yeah, sure. I mean, he's 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 been one of the best ball hogs in the league the last couple of years. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know, man. It's just like, you know what it is? You know what it is? Like watch like one of the one of the main people who creates the overalls like it was like a Buffalo Bills fan or something yeah. like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because, dude, OK, I like there are a lot of good safeties. But for you to pick Micah Hyde out of everyone, like. He doesn't even have the name. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, how, like, where's that coming from? If a guy has like the the name value, you kind of get it. But like, you know, that's that's what we were talking about with Brady. But like, you know, dude, Micah Hyde, man, I don't know, man. He's good. He's good. I'm not saying he's a bad player. It's just, <laughs> oh man, Minka. He, he's not better than Minka or Anthony Harris.
0: No, 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 no. Guess how many uh, interceptions he had last year. Who? Micah Hyde. He had one.
1: I'll so one right right off
0: right off the bat, Minka Fitzpatrick, Minka Fitzpatrick, sorry, has more interception return for touchdowns than Micah Hyde had interceptions. Micah Hyatt had two forced fumbles, uh, 72 combined, 50 total tackles, uh, one tackle for loss, zero sacks. I don't I don't I.
1: I, I have a theory. I have a little theory.
0: Yeah. Do it. you
1: remember? Do you remember uh, after 2018? Um, or it was during the twenty eighteen season. Uh, whenever whatever Madden that was, I don't know if it was eighteen still or nineteen. I don't remember. But uh do you remember how people were saying Adrian Amos was rated too highly? And like Mm -hmm. he was just rated highly because let's be real, he was on a great defense with other great players. I think that's also kind of what's happening with Micah Hyde, where he's a good player, but a lot of his, um, you know, a lot of his limitations are, you know, being hidden, which credit to them and, and, you know, the the defensive coordinator. But it's just, like, I really think that's exactly what's happening. Like, I can see Micah Hyde, you know, if he were to go to another team, would be nowhere near a top 10 list. Right. And that's
0: I think you make a great point because that Bill's defense is good and they have a great surrounding cast around there. And obviously, you know... It, what we talk about with Alvin Kamara, that same thing applies defensively. When you have a great team around you, it's going to make you look better. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's maybe we're giving defense here to the Madden people who made this list, and maybe that's one of the reasons that they decide to put Micah Hyde there at eight. But man, I mean leaving Minka off of that to me is 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 absurd. Having Harrison Smith at number one, at two two full points above the second best player is is absurd in my opinion. Uh, I I don't know. I mean. At the end of the day, At the end of the day, it's Madden ratings, you know, you know, yeah. no, no one's going to get too sorry. But it is, like we said it before, us, you know, it is an opinion, so you have to discuss it because this is what people think and, it, and you know, no matter what it is, you know, you, you have to evaluate it because you got to call them out if they're wrong.
1: Yeah, it's it's tradition, you know, all Madden tradition. players, we complain that we don't like the ratings and then we buy the game every year. That's just how <laughs> it goes. It's tradition.
0: <laughs> it's tradition <laughs> and it, and it <laughs> keeps working. They keep making money from it. They so, keep doing it. Every year
1: uh, is just $60 for new rosters, man. That's what we're paying.
0: <laughs> Literally,
1: that's what it is.
0: They don't change their game one bit except for those new rosters. I swear, dude.
1: I've been playing the same game for the last three years. like With just new, te- like, new rosters, updated rosters. It's insane.
0: Uh, it is it is insane. They tried adding that story mode. or well, Long shot or whatever. That was a disaster. Yeah. Now Now apparently you can go to college in this one and you can go to high school again or whatever and and i'm just not into that kind of thing like i'm more of just like a ultimate team franchise type player like yeah. i don't really care about the whole story mode thing like that mba holds that crown when it comes to like a career mode and yeah. people play that game for the career mode people don't play madden for yeah. career mode, that's just that. And you know, I don't
1: that's think just, people ever will. Yeah. And
0: I don't think people ever will. So they can experiment and maybe it'll be unbelievable, yeah. unbelievably good. But uh, I, I think people play that game because they already have attractive interests in uh, the franchise mode, the ultimate mode, the multiplayer mode. I mean, they they will be fine. So yeah, they keep winning. Sure. The end. They keep taking our sixty bucks every August. So Th-
1: this is the thing. Like I I I only play Madden during. The football season like I always tell myself I'm not going to get it and then football Season comes around I'm just like dude I really want to play Madden should I buy it <laughs> And then I just end up buying it Like every year around like September <laughs> It happens all the time and I remember when I was younger so My birthday is at the end of August and When I was younger like my, my Gifts would always be the new Madden because it Always mm-hmm. fell like right around my birthday And like I haven't Bought a Madden like you know, right on the I haven't gotten to Madden right on the day on that day for like, I don't know, like maybe seven years and I'm 21 now. So that's been since I was like 14. Like, yeah, I mean, I, it's not even something I was like interested in, you know, but right, right when football season comes around, it's like my top priority. You know what I mean? But yeah. I mean, you're watching you feel like, on TV. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's like when winter rolls around, I watched the NBA and, yeah. and in February, I'm like, man, I, I Kind of want to play NBA 2K. It's yeah. that, and when MLB starts, it's like man, I kind of want to play MLB the 100%. show. It's you know, it's it's like when like for me, when I watch basketball for a long time, I like want to go outside
1: and play. Or I watch football, yeah. I'm like I want to go. It's like that same kind of thing. You just attract it because you've been watching 100%. it. Hundred percent, yeah. It's, and like you know, like Sundays, you know, you'll watch a full day of NFL. Yeah. Um, I remember like when I was in high school, like. It would be like 10 o'clock. I'm like, dude, it's late. But like, I'm really in the mood to play Madden. And I'll stay up till like, <laughs> you know, one. Uh, and I had school the next morning. But yeah, like that's, it's crazy. Like, cause I'm the same way with whatever sport is like in season. I feel like playing that, you know, that sport and playing the video game of it. It's crazy how it works. Exactly. I mean, it's just, you watch it and it rubs off on you. That's really what it is. Yep.
0: Uh, it's the NBA now turning Turn the into- NBA in their Orlando bubble. And the experiment that ha- that has been Uh, we had a player cross the line to grab delivery food. Uh, Big mistake. He's, I mean, not really. He's got to be in quarantine for, I think he's almost done with it now. I think there's like three days left. But uh, he apparently didn't know where the line was. I don't know. And and the most important thing here is the NBA snitch line. So if you see somebody doing something like that, or you see somebody not wearing a mask, you call up the little NBA snitch hotline and say, hey, LeBron wasn't wearing a mask. He's got to quarantine for X amount of days so you have all these Yeah, play- you had Doc Rivers come out yesterday say man I'm gonna just call the snitch line on on LeBron and then on pop on the like Greg Popovich is who he's referencing and, and then he's like then we won the championship so <laughs> I mean this is it, it's been quite the comedy and I, I think what everyone is just kind of curious about is we need we need the the records we need the records on who's been calling in and who's been snitching
1: <laughs> yeah yeah no for, dude I swear to god man like the NBA has become like reality TV. Like it's just like what's gonna happen next, you know? Like what hilarious, like just just completely like out of the norm thing is gonna happen next in the NBA. Like for, I, I understand this all because of the pandemic, but like dude, like there's a snitch hotline to snitch on people that are not following guidelines. Like that is mind-boggling. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Like like what like how did we get here?
0: It's just, like, it's so NBA, like, this could only happen in the NBA, I feel yeah. like. Like, I feel like this yeah. is such an NBA thing. Like, obviously, we've seen players, like, snitch on their teammates in the past, whether it was, uh, who, the, I think it was Josh, wasn't it Josh Hart, but back when he was the Lakers, and then there was that yeah. whole problem with, like, uh, D'Angelo Russell cheating on his girlfriend. I don't know. Something yeah. like that. But, like, I like, do you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. this wouldn't happen in the NFL. This wouldn't happen in the MLB. Like, this is such an NBA thing.
1: Yeah, I just it's so it's funny, man. It's funny. Like the NBA, um, you know, it, but look, we all that with all that being said. I mean, the season's about to start. Yeah, season's about to start. We're about to, re, um, you know, begin again. So, you know, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Like all this stuff aside, um, I, I think, um, you know, hopefully the players are, are just in the right state of mind so they can give us some some good entertainment. Um, just hope hope hopefully like i know we made the joke about like the snitch hotline but hopefully like everyone's following guidelines and, and doing what they're supposed to just so we can so we can get this running smoothly and then you know be able to enjoy basketball at some capacity exactly right
0: i mean i you know once it starts up i think they're planning on running three to four games a day yeah. and I, I i we might have talked about this in the last podcast but i said man i'm gonna be sitting on my couch watching this like it's goddamn march madness i mean i'm gonna be yeah i you know, I'm, you know, I mean, that, and that's that's great for them because they're going to get viewership for probably eight to 10 straight hours of people just having their oh, eyes glued yeah. to the television, which is which is obviously great for them because, you know, they, without the ticket sales and everything, they need to work a, a lot of money out through uh, through television. So that, that's a good way to do it. But I think, uh, you know, when we're talking about the snitch hotline and everything. That's just that that it just made me think right now. That's kind of the reason the NBA is so popular. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, when we talk about why it's so good with the youth, and while we talk about why baseball maybe isn't so good with the youth, it's like you you quote you said it was like a reality TV show. That is exactly what it is, and that's exactly why people who don't really like the game of who don't love the game of basketball are actually invested in it and actually you know pay attention and follow the players and follow the league on all the social platforms because it is these little things like a snitch hotline. It is these little things like just getting the insides of the players' lives that makes people who maybe just don't love basketball for the game itself attracted to the sport
1: yeah and 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 that's the thing you know look football will always be king in this country like in my opinion for for a very long time um you know it'll be that way but you know it's funny you bring that up because like i i've i've seen like over the past maybe five ten years like the nba has been more of like you know it's catered a lot more to like the younger kids hundred percent And then on, another thing is to with that uh, another reason why i think that is like think about all the kids that uh, are one and dones coming out of college they're all 18 yeah. 19 years old i mean the kids that are watching this are around the same age you know it's cool seeing someone look like wow like that kid's you know he's my age and he's about to take this league by storm you know and you don't see that as often um with the nfl and then another thing is basketball is just easier to follow because there's less players um the game's a little more straightforward um you know it's just you know know what i'm saying it's kind of like one of those things where it's it's catered more to like the casual fan if that makes sense Yes. um just because of like basketball is is has gotten so big or the nba has gotten so big yes because of the product but also because of what you said like the other stuff that comes along with it so um yeah, that, that's my stance on the NBA. Uh, with all that being said, though, I can't, I can't wait for the season, man. I can't wait.
0: I, I can't wait either. I think I, I think it's important too that basketball is kind of just like an easier sport to understand. Like the guys just make yeah. a basket. Like yeah. in the NFL, like there's a lot of a lot going on in the MLB. Yeah. A lot. I mean, it, it can be difficult for some people to understand. Where it's like basketball, you're running back and forth on the court, making baskets. Like there's not there's not that much to. That you yeah. can't figure out if you if you if you're not knowledgeable about the game. But uh, yeah, I mean we're getting the season back. I mean we're excited for it, watching the games, and and hopefully we're just hoping and praying that you know nothing goes wrong and that we'll truly will truly have a full season, which I really do think is going to happen. i you know barring any significant uh you know virus numbers, I think I, I think we're going to see a full smooth uh layout here for this Orlando test.
1: Look, I. I've been vocal about it on Twitter the last like two, three weeks just talking about how I think sports shouldn't happen. But, you know, last couple of days I've been thinking about it. Like I've just been sitting and really thinking about it. Like, dude, the, the Premier League uh, in England has mm-hmm. been going on for literally I think it's like right about a month now. Yep. And they've had zero problems. There's no like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I know. I know. um You know, Americans are are a little more spoiled and, you know, it's harder to get everyone to abide by the rules and stuff like that. But it's kind of like, like, dude, so what are we going to do? Like, what are you going to do? Like, you're just I mean, you can't people want sports. People want to see sports. And, and, you know, the fact that it's working in other countries, like there's no reason why it shouldn't work here. Like if everyone's following what they're supposed to do, like it just there's no reason why it shouldn't
0: exactly and you know that conversation is different for college athletics but when you have the players oh, yeah. in a bubble like that like when like that is it you yeah. know there there shouldn't really unless a player is crossing the line or, or one of them has it is asymptomatic and but that's why they do the testing and everything so i mean really we have the evidence like you mentioned in serie a in uh, even the yeah. w uh, or not the uh, the uh, the women's soccer league the american women's yeah. soccer league the NWSL, NWS, there you go, NWSL, the uh, Premier League, Champions League, like all that, like it's worked fine. So we have evidence that sports can return. let I want to turn to baseball real quick because the reason I want to turn to this is you know the teams have been playing intra-squad games without fans and actually the marquee sports network in chicago was televising a few of those games i think another like the new york sport i think i think most teams have actually televised some of their intra-squad games and there's been a lot of people who watched those games and said they really did not like the implemented crowd noise and it just you know initially i thought there needs to be implemented crowd noise because i feel like just in a sport like Uh, like in a sport like baseball it would just be weird without it i mean i i don't know i mean it's probably applicable for every sport but just kind of your thoughts on you know what really like i will watch sports regardless i will watch sports regardless but they have the choice to make to um, whether they can do this implemented you know technological crowd noise or just leave it as it is what do you think is the better way to go through that because i don't i you know i don't really know
1: yeah it's it's tough man it's so tough because like You know, it's easy to say like, yeah, um, you know, implement the crowd noise like it's weird without fans. But, you know, that's been the norm. And, you know, seeing fans, you know, seeing fans on the TV matching up with the noise is a lot different than just knowing there's no fans and hearings, you know, sound. So it's kind of like it's one of those things where I think it's going to have to be a trial and error thing uh, for for baseball specifically Um, like football. If I'm I'm seriously in the boat. Where like I would rat I'm still gonna watch football no matter what. Just throwing that no. out there. But yeah. I would much if there's no if there's no fans in the stadium for football this season, I would not be sad if they just scrapped it this year. Like I wow. really think football without fans wow. is kinda like yeah, yeah. Well, that's just like, you know, that's my personal preference. Sure. I'm not saying they can't they wouldn't be able to, to get it done or anything, obviously, but um yeah, it's just one of those things, man. Like, I, I think football needs uh, fans. Basketball, 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 too. Basketball, too. I think basketball needs fans. But I, I mean, I think you can get away with it maybe with basketball. But baseball is one of those sports where, like, I mean, dude, the Tampa Bay Rays play in front of like 10 people anyway. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter. And anyway. you, like, it's, it's not that big of a deal. Let's be real. Because in baseball, like, think about it, though. I mean, like, I pot, the Padres, Padres, like, you know when you live in San Diego nobody's going to nobody wants to spend their day you know spending that nice weather watching the San Diego Padres so it's like you know what i mean like a lot of these a lot of these teams are not a lot of these teams don't get the attendance they that they hope for anyway so i don't think it's really that big of a deal
0: <laughs> in like baseball said, <laughs> in baseball i like here here's the way i see it and this is maybe a possible solution well first of all like Think about it this way. Think about a player hitting home run. Like, I was watching a video of Wilson Contreras hitting a home run, and, like, without crowd noise, it was just weird. Because in baseball, like, it's pretty calm until, like, something exciting happens, yeah. right? Like, it, it's like, it's, like, it's it's like it goes 0 to 100 once a player yeah. hits a home run, once a, a fantastic play is made or something. And it was really weird to watch that just, like, oh, he hits a home run. It's just, like, kind of lackadaisical, like, running the bases. Like, unless he did some crazy bat flip, like, you don't feel the emotion of that moment. Yeah. So – in the NFL, the reason why I feel like it could be different is, uh, and what they could do is try your best to like get mic up, like mic up the players on the field in a way where you're getting that audio, more raw audio of players yeah. on the field broadcasted. Because like when you have a lot of guys there and a guy scores a touchdown, you hear like a bunch, of, like 11 guys near a microphone, like going oh, like Let's go, let's go! Like like that almost is like signif- like is significant and kind yeah. of gives you that emotion of that moment, whereas in baseball, you you, you can't have that because it's just one guy running the bases. It's not a, run, a bunch of guys around each other. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, I don't know if that's possible for them to make that happen, but that's why I feel like football could be different in that scenario. 100% I get what you're saying.
1: The only thing I'm thinking of is like a, like a negative to that is just I don't think the players would agree to like being mic'd up, you know? It would have to be like at a certain time, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. I guess maybe, I guess maybe they should maybe implement like a microphone, like around the end zone. Yeah. Only like, you know what I mean? Instead of having them mic'd up throughout the whole game. So like, you know, just so like they know, like, okay, when they're around the end zone, the player should, you know, kind of, uh, what's the word, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, kind of filter themselves a little bit. themselves. But yeah, other than that, like, I I think that's a pretty good idea. Um, but I don't know if you saw, um, I forgot what team it was, man. Uh, I think, was it the Eagles? I think they said they, they still, um, they ruled that like, they'll still open up the possibility of fans, uh, watching games this season. Uh, in oh, the really? Stadium. Yeah. I believe, I believe that was the report. Um, so yeah, so it looks like Philadelphia, uh, mm-hmm. Eagles are trying to have fans in the stadium at some capacity. Uh, this season. So it's I think that's interesting to make note of just to see if other teams follow suit or, or what goes on with that.
0: I, I think the Bears and I think other teams have said that that possibility is not completely out of it's not completely impossible. I think they're offering refunds for season tickets, but you know you think you look at Chicago who's in phase 4 of the reopening process. In this current phase, Soldier Field could allow 20% capacity according yeah. to Illinois state guidelines. It's just a question of I, I don't know if the NFL has come out and said if they're going to allow the stadiums to make that decision or if it's going to be a league wide guideline where the whole league has to either have twenty percent or zero. So yeah, I don't I, know if they've made that decision.
1: Dude, I, I think it would be stupid to, to to have um you know everybody do their own thing. I think yes. that's completely unfair. I, I yeah, yeah, that that's that would be ridiculous in my opinion. Can you imagine that you're can you imagine you're a team like the I don't know um the rams and nobody can come into your stadium when you're playing at home but when you go away like you have you played against four teams that have fans in the stadium you know that's not fair
0: yeah and that's where i think the guidelines that will come out will be league-wide guidelines and they may not be able to make that decision until like what we see the numbers are in early september because Right now, as of this moment right now, the way the numbers are, I mean, you'd have to have 0% capacity, but, you know, who knows? That could change in two months. I just want to go back to that conversation about the microphones because I just, like, I know you remember this specific play. Cam Newton sitting there in the red zone with Clay Matthews on the other side. He says, hey, I saw that. Or, like, you know what play is calling? Watch this, right? And then he throws a touchdown to Christian McCaffrey. That. Mo- that video is a gem. It's it's an absolute gem of a yeah. video. It's every time I see it on my timeline, I retweet it, I like it, I love that video. I feel like if we could get that aspect in almost every game and and almost hear what's inside the thoughts of these players and, and give that availability to the fans and as a sub as a partial substitute to not having fans in the stadium. I feel like that could be really cool and I feel like that could give people a different aspect and and see the more ins and outs of what those interactions are like on the field because that Cam Newton play, for example, like that happens all the time. But we never see it like that. We never hear it like that. We never hear the confidence or the cockiness of these players like that. And sometimes it'd be really, really cool to hear that. But the question is, will they be able to not drop the F-bomb five straight times?
1: Well, this is the thing. So, I mean, I don't know exactly how it works with, with like, you know, I don't know how it was pre-coronavirus, but I know, obviously, like, there would be players that, you know, weekly that would get mic'd up. Uh, yes. Depend- depending on certain situations. But I think, I mean, like, they should still continue that, if, if that's what you mean. The only thing is, I feel like it's going to be hard to get everybody to agree with something like that. Um, but my thing is, like, if you keep it how it was before, like, kind of what you just said about the Cam Newton thing, like, I think you'll still be able to get that same, like, you know, entertainment you know, for, from players speaking, it's just, I just don't know if it'll be like a league-wide thing. That That's kind of like where I'm, I feel like it's a little bit of a blurred line.
0: It is a blurred line. It will be hard to implement, but I just, I think the prospect of that idea, oh, I am just, just, I'm just thinking about it right now and I'm like, all right, like let's say the announcers are saying, all right, let's tune in Roquan Smith here and Roquan Smith is calling, Hey, we got a free 4 defense here, motion to the left side. Yeah. You know, like just hearing the ins and outs of that game, like it, it is a replacement for that absent fan noise. And it also, not just that, but it also provides like a totally different perspective for the average fan. I mean, they yeah. get to see what's going through the minds of the players. Now, it, it, I don't know. I'm just thinking about it out loud here. Maybe you don't want to be able to reveal your, you know, pre-snap reads right. or whatever. That's what i was just
1: thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: I mean, yeah. there again, there are blurred lines there, and we'll have to see. But I think I think that's something they will explore and, and should explore in the event that they can't have z- any capacity of fans in these stadiums. Because from what we've seen, I mean, you've been watching soccer so- more than I have. What has that been like without fans?
1: Honestly. Um, they implemented crowd noises and Mm -hmm. like, sometimes you'll be watching the game and you'll actually forget there's no fans. And then you're like, Oh yeah, crap. There's no fans. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? And, and, and like I said, this kind of goes back to the argument about like some sports need fans. Some sports don't, and it'll like completely like the, the, you know, the the product won't change at all without fans, but some sports like need it. And soccer is not one of those sports. Soccer Mm -hmm. is one of those sports where, um, you know, you just watch the product on the field and it, would it be better with fans? Absolutely. But you know, they've, it's been, I'm actually surprised at how smoothly its it's been or how smooth it's been. Um, like it's been, they, they've, they've, there's been no problems, literally yeah. no problems.
0: I think the sports that you're talking about are, are like what I mentioned earlier, those sports that are kind of just like have an ambient crowd noise and it's yeah. pretty static until something great happens. And that's where it's easier to implement crowd noise. Like in the NFL, it's hard because like it it, it escalates. Like if a running back gets to the five-yard line and all of a sudden he's to yeah. the 10, then he's to the 20, and then he's to the 30, and it escalates, whereas yeah. a guy hits the home run – Boom. Fan noise. A guy scores a goal. Boom. Fan noise. Like it's harder to do that in the NFL. So I think that's what you mean when you're talking about like why it's been so smooth in soccer. It's like, okay, they score a goal. Click button one for fan noise. Like (laughs) it's it's, it's not that hard because the rest of it is just like the
1: same amount level of noise. Yeah. And look, in soccer, like there's only there's only like four or five instances where they actually like click those buttons. Like one of them is like a foul. OK, so if a, if a player on the home team gets fouled, like they'll they'll you know, and if it's like a harsh tackle, they'll click like the ver- like the boos, you know, like the fans are booing the player for sliding in for a tackle like that, which is what they do normally. You know, they'll boo the player uh, after yeah, a hard yeah. tackle um, after like a hard, you know, challenge. So, um, yeah, it's just like goals, fouls um, out of bounds, like, you know, um, anything that could possibly be a penalty, like stuff like that, you know, um, kind of like what you were saying about how it's just like quiet, quiet, quiet. And then something happens, boom, click the button and you know everything sounds normal. So yeah. Yeah. And no, a very, very good point.
0: And then that, and you look at basketball too, a little bit harder with that sport as yeah. well. So, yeah. uh, Hey, we'll see. And it, it's, it's, I mean, at the end of the day, I know I've said that, I've, I keep saying at the end of the day and people always tell me, why do you say they, they tell me they hate that line, but at the end of the day, there it is for you one last time. I'm just happy to see sports on my television screen yes. at, at any capacity. And we're hoping we get that. Uh, we already have soccer. NBA comes back in, I think, two weeks. MLB in ten days, maybe nine days when you're hearing this episode. NFL, obviously, not till September. But uh, we're going to get sports, man. That's all I care about. So Can't wait. Looking forward to that. Can't wait. Looking forward to uh, just crazy Twitter thumbs tweeting about these things. I know Chris is going to be out there. If you don't follow Chris on Twitter, follow him. Chris, what's your actual full uh, username? It's Chris Nano Ten. Chris Nano Ten. I couldn't remember if it was Chris one or Chris Ten. So follow <laughs> Chris Nano, Chris Ten. You can follow me if you'd like. I don't tweet that out often, but Kevin Charles One One Two. So um, follow my boy Kevin. Music is-
1: follow my boy Kevin too. If you follow so, me, let- you gotta follow him. It's we're a package deal. So.
0: There you go. Package deal. Chris has 6,500 followers, so if y'all can get me uh to 6,500, that may take 10 years, but uh, we'll work on it. We appreciate you guys tuning in today. Uh, We'll be back next week, and hope you guys are staying safe. Take care.